0: Consent decrees were a staple of the Obama administration's efforts to change troubled city police departments, often in light of aggressive policing practices. But Attorney General Jeff Sessions has made it clear he's no fan of consent decrees. When he took office in February, he ordered a review of all federal consent decrees entered in Justice Department lawsuits against local police departments. And in early April, he tried to delay the implementation of the consent decree reached with the city of Baltimore by the Obama-era Justice Department, but a federal judge shot down the request and approved the consent decree. A new report from researchers at the University of Texas at Dallas examined consent decrees in 23 police departments and found that fewer civil rights lawsuits were filed in those cities. What can we conclude from that study? Here to help us examine that is Christy Lopez, professor at Georgetown Law School, formerly a deputy chief in the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. Christy, let's start with the basics. What is a consent decree? Good
1: afternoon. A consent decree is is simply an order that has the backing of a federal judge um, that requires a police department to make a set of changes to address allegations that they're violating the law.
0: Were you involved with negotiating consent decrees when you were at the Department of Justice?
1: Yes, I um, led a number of the pattern of practice police investigations and negotiated several consent
0: decrees. So let's look at this study, which has nothing to do with what Jeff Sessions asked for, just to be clear. Explain the parameters and the conclusion reached.
1: So this is a really important study um, for a couple of reasons. First, it's one of the few studies that's focused on whether the consent decrees are actually bringing about the ultimate goal, which is reducing police misconduct. Um, and it, it answers that question in two uh, very important ways. Um, one is that it, it tells us that, as we have found previously from other evidence, uh, consent decrees can actually help cities save money by reducing the number of lawsuits, the police misconduct lawsuits. And it also is important because it um, has helped confirm for us that um, that consent decrees um, are, in fact, effective, a uniquely effective form of uh, reducing police misconduct.
0: The authors seem to have hesitation in saying that one is definitely a cause of the other, saying that there could be other causes and more study has to be done. Do you agree with that, that there could be a lot of different reasons for police misconduct? No, no, for the for the for the reduction in the in the lawsuits while the and I understand it's while the consent sure. decree is actually ongoing and then it then uh, sometimes goes back up again.
1: Yeah, that's an important point. I mean they they did try to control to try to determine how much of this reduction in lawsuit was a result of the consent decree versus other things that were going on. But it's absolutely the case that it's very difficult to control for all of these different different factors. Um but um I do I actually think that you know, the the, the report finds um, about a, up to a 43% reduction of lawsuits filed during the course of a consent decree. Um, and then it finds that that reduction seems to dissipate after a consent decree is over. But I think it's really important to note that um, I think there's a bit of a problem with the methodology here. And, and as I said, it's an important study, but I think it, it does definitely indicate the need for further um, study. It indicates, while, while this research report purports to focus on consent decrees. If you look at the cities they looked at and they're listed in foot nine, footnote 9 of the report, most of those uh, those cities actually involve what we call memorandum of agreement, not consent decrees. And that's important because those are the older form of agreements that the Department of Justice used to reach before the Obama administration. And it was precisely because we learned that Those the changes under those older MOAs didn't last as long that we moved to consent decrees. And so when this report looked at the agreements that were ended, they were looking primarily at those older MOAs. And so when they found that the Uh, the changes didn't last as long. That's actually what we we would expect. And we would hope, I would hope that these authors would be open to actually focusing um, on on whether consent decrees actually have a a longer lasting effect. And that's obviously important since Jeff Sessions wants to move away from consent decrees back to those more voluntary agreements.
0: Is there any evidence for what Sessions has said that heavy scrutiny of police in recent years has made officers less aggressive, leading to a rise in crime in cities like Chicago, and also saying that the decrees reduced the morale of police officers.
1: So there has been a little bit of study into that, and there is not a lot. There is very little evidence to support what he says, and and what there what evidence there is 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 hardly conclusive. And there's is, there's more evidence to, to that is the opposite of that. Um, Their consent decrees are correlated not only with with uh, lower payouts for cities, but they're also correlated with lower crime rates, and with a higher officer morale. We've actually seen that in studies. So, uh, you know, I think that, that Sessions is wed to this idea that he's held for a long time that's that's, that's not going to be swayed by, by the actual facts on the ground. And
0: consent decrees are expensive. It costs estimated about $10 million or more in cities such as Baltimore and New Orleans. Explain what that money goes to, some of it. Yeah, I mean, they do. Yeah,
1: there's no question that they do cost money. Um, A lot of that money goes to training officers, and I think that's, I I hope that we would all agree that that's a really important investment to be putting in our police departments. But some of it does go to um, uh, creating systems for collecting information that that really the departments have had for a long time. And some of it goes to to paying monitors to actually be able to report out as neutral, independent. People about whether the changes are, are being made but I think you have to look at again the reduction of um, lawsuits this shows you look for example at Chicago which has paid out well over half a billion dollars in the past 10 years or so in, in lawsuits to, to see to ask yourself whether this is would we rather be spending our money to get our police department up to constitutional muster or would we rather be paying lawyers and litigants for um, being abused by the police department
0: Some civil rights advocates fear that Sessions' memo could imperil the status of agreements that have yet to be finalized. I think there's one pending with Chicago Police Department. Right. Do do you – are you concerned that that might happen?
1: Yes, I am. I mean, I think that the AG has made it clear that he doesn't think that preventing systemic police abuse is a worthy endeavor for the federal government – um he's made it clear that um, he believes it's worth tolerating police abuse if that's if that makes it easier for police to lock up poor people of color for low-level drug crimes and he believes that notwithstanding the research that shows us that that sort of policing makes communities and police officers less safe not to mention that it perpetuates violations of of people's civil rights um so you know i'm obviously concerned and i and i think that this this report just gives us more evidence that consent decrees again are uniquely useful in helping to change departments that may have been trying to change for decades and not been able to in the past.
0: Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Christy Lopez. She's a professor at Georgetown Law School. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Wall Street time and hope you'll join us. Thanks to our technical director, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sucherman. Coming up next, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson broadcasting live from J.P. Morgan headquarters for the Defined Contribution Summit. And Carol is here in spirit with us to tell us what's happening, Carol. Here in spirit, just around the corner from Bloomberg headquarters here on Park Avenue, J.P. Morgan's headquarters in New York. We are going to be talking about retirement, June. Back over to you. That's something that we all need to learn about. This is Bloomberg.